So I got started working with Elfish uh, back in 2014. I was uh, down in southern Mexico working with rural fish farmers and fishermen on different issues uh, and came across the, the devil fish and these communities that I was working and living in. Everyone started asking me about what to do with it and so I started poking around at the university where I was working. Um, came to realize that it was just a common uh, sucker mouth armored catfish or, or sucker fish in our aquariums. It's a very uh, long kind of circumlocutious story about how we got started with jerky. Um, so we had been selling filet to restaurants and chefs uh, in Mexico. We had been donated fish to migrant shelters in southern Mexico. Um, and I was with a group called Las Patronas giving food to the train, the, the La Bestia, uh, migrants on the train. And from there, it kind of spurred the idea of uh, creating a, a, a uh, a, a product that wouldn't spoil in, in, on the trip and so we started playing around with ways to preserve the fish, canning it, smoking it um, and then with a little household dehydrator we actually tried dehydrating it and uh, we, we marinated it in store-bought teriyaki sauce, dehydrated it and it came out great and that's how El Diablito was born, our jerky. So seeing the change from when we got started working with the devil fish to now um, in the communities has been overwhelming. Um, so like I said, when I first got started uh, working with the devil fish, this fish accounts for 70-80% of the wild fish capture. It had decimated uh, the wild fisheries and the, the fishing industry on which tens of thousands of fishermen depend on it. Um, so specifically in the communities that we work in, you know, a lot of people were just at wit's end. They didn't know what to do. A lot of people had stopped fishing uh, altogether because there's no market for this fish. So now a lot of fishermen have gone back to work in these communities. Um, they're earning a lot more money at 25-30% on average uh, than they were before. Um, and then there's this sense of pride because there's this community ownership of these projects um, where they don't have to travel, they, they have these, uh, these process facilities in their community and they're there working and turning this, this uh, curse into an economic driver. Yeah, so there's been a lot of hurdles, um, as there is in starting any business, but um, I think especially starting a company in rural Mexico with a perishable good, trying to export it, um, it's opened up a lot of uh, issues. So obviously there's been a lot of issues with cold chain logistics. Um, we've done a good job of training our fishermen uh, and, and, and the folks that process the fish on how to maintain the product um, cold throughout the whole cold chain and, and figuring out who we can work with to send the fish up to Mexico City and then into the U.S. Um, obviously the cultural acceptance of the product has been difficult, especially in Mexico where it's so hated. So it, it's required a lot of um, community particip participation, um, a lot of outreach efforts, uh, a lot of taste tests, blind taste tests, even to trick people into eating it and liking it first. Um, and so we've done a lot of that to overcome that stigma that exists. Um, and then most recently, we've come up against uh, a fairly recent American regulation that essentially bans the import of all uh, catfish from Mexico and 10 other countries. And so that has been uh, a serious wrench in our plans over the last uh, five, six months. And we've been working on ways around that and, and even exploring other sourcing options. So even within the U.S. where, where the devilfish or armadillo, uh, the river armadillo as they call it in Texas, is also very invasive. We have a lot of different things in the works right now. I think uh, a lot of our energy and effort has been focused on how to overcome this trade barrier, this trade hurdle. 
Um, so I go to Vietnam in a couple weeks. We're looking at outsourcing production there. Um, Vietnam is one of the countries with, with the permits needed. Um, we're looking at expanding to the Canadian market um, because Canada doesn't have the anti-catfish regulation. Um, I've been on the phone a lot with folks in Hawaii, Texas, Florida, trying to get uh, our fish source from those, those states. Um, and yeah, so things are moving along, obviously not as quickly as we had hoped, um, but we're hoping for about a February, March launch of next year.